been a minute yeah i know we got a couple of first first two episodes down and we had a little yeah. bit of a break but we're back the road to nerfed them i feel like we're it's we should just change it to the express lane and nerfed them the because, express lane man yeah you know it's uh i've been thinking about it too lately I mean, man it gets me down and gets me depressed like yeah uh i've been revisiting or like reading more about um <laughs> I've been reading more about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and I've come to the conclusion that dude, she sucks, man. I I don't I've I've watched YouTube videos of her speak and I just sometimes she talks. You know, you meet someone and they say something but it just just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. It's just like they're talking, but it's just discernible. You mean like our podcast? No. <laughs> well. Well, no. Yeah, I know what you mean, man. Or like, rather, sometimes, especially with politicians, uh, you hear them talking, and and you hear people like cheer afterward. And I think to myself, uh, what did you actually just say? Yeah, like a circular reasoning. Yeah, or, or yeah. where you don't actually say anything, you you know, and that's like the classic political thing is where you you don't answer a question, you kind of like, right. but you talk for a minute, pretending right. to answer a question, and at the end of it, you didn't answer anything. Yeah, you're right. just talking in circles or you're repeating points, talking points, and, and it's like it's completely empty. There's no, yeah, there's nothing in it. Like, I mean, we, I, I mentioned this before that that, uh, that representative from Minnesota, that Ilhan Omar, mm-hmm. I listened to her speaking and she was like reading off a piece of paper and no, no disrespect, but she was like struggling, man. Like... <laughs> So I'm listening and it's like she's just reading a speech off a piece of paper and it's not really making any sense. And I think she was I think she was questioning a congressman, somebody that was on a committee and he like had trouble. It seemed like everyone in the room had trouble following what she was even saying. Like they had to listen intently just to understand what she was trying to ask. Hmm. I, yeah, you I heard just, and it didn't sound like it made any sense to you. I struggled to even pay it like she's just it's like a bunch of words like strung together, but it just didn't make sense. Well, that reminds me of like, uh, you know, the other day when we, you know, we read off the definition of democratic socialism. That's what that sounded like to me. Oh, yeah. Nothing like, objective. Just. I mean, there's so many words that you you're reading it and you kind of forget if you're even supposed to be uh, extracting a meaning from it. <laughs> it's just yeah. words, word soup, man. Right. Word soup. And yeah, it doesn't. I... And at the end of it, it doesn't even make sense. The crazy thing is, man, if you turn on like C-SPAN for like five, ten minutes, you just see how how batshit crazy this stuff is, man. You could you ever seen that? Have oh, you ever like C-SPAN, flipped through the channel man. and seen? You know what's C-SPAN? funny? The funny thing about C-SPAN is they have that ticker going. A lot of people who like they get a lot of uh, ratings, but I think it's because people leave it on the TV and put it on mute, and go about their business so they can watch the ticker. So I don't even really? know who listens to C-SPAN. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, for real. I've seen it a lot, too. You know, going to someone's office, and it's like they got it going on the TV. It's on mute. They wow. Just, you know, I never thought of that. No, yeah. Seriously. Whoa. 
But you know what? Back to like why AOC sucks so much. It has to do with this whole Amazon thing. Are you familiar with the Amazon pulling out of the headquarters deal in New York? You know much about it? Not really. No. I know they didn't get it. Oh, no. Here's the thing. They had it. They backed out. And you know why? Because uh, pushback from people who hate capitalism, uh, namely AOC, you know, she was one of the people celebrating the fact that they didn't go through with the deal. Right. Um, their whole thing was that, you know, it wasn't right for them to get all these tax breaks. Uh <laughs> Even though they're bringing business to the... Well, this is what's so insane. I don't know what people think of, like, where the money comes from. It's just, okay. I think she actually said, after they backed out, it's like, oh, well, now we can use all that money and put it into, like, our subways and fix that. And it's like, wait a minute. What money? Exactly. The money didn't exist. You don't have the money. The whole idea of giving a corporation tax breaks isn't that you're literally giving them money. You're just not taking away the money they're making. So it's like they oh. look at it as like, well, that's not fair because they're not paying their fair share. But the way it works with these, the way it works is they give the company fat tax breaks up front. Right. So basically, they're able to move in. To get them over there. To get them in and to move in comfortably, have a smooth transition. Right. Like See how it goes. Over the years, they're going to be paying taxes. Right. And they were basically looking at a ninefold return on the tax breaks that they were giving Amazon. Right. They were basically looking at getting nine times of that back in the years in the, to come. Right. Because they're just initial tax breaks. And then in, in, on top of that, Amazon was going to um, fix up like capital that was going unused such as like old buildings and shit fix up infrastructure you know create right. all those jobs they're talking about i think like somewhere in the range of twenty five thousand good jobs like uh career type jobs you know or i don't think we're right. talking just like sortation center jobs or something like that like, right like and just so then you have like these democratic socialists cheering when amazon backs out like oh now we get to keep the money we were going to give them and it's like that's not how it was ever working you know, wow. you know, the government doesn't have money. They only take it away when they give tax breaks to wealthy corporations. Um, they're simply not taking that money from right. the corporation. Uh, they collect people, money. They don't. These make people it. don't like don't get that. They're, they collect money. They print money. They borrow money. How is that just not stupid to not know that that's how that works? Instead, they're they're wow. cheering that the that the corp you know corporation didn't go move into new york um well hopefully when that happens to businesses they go to another state and not another country oh yeah See what you're I'm right saying? and that's one thing i would say like yeah i think uh they're definitely going to go somewhere else within the country especially considering this has been this long going bid for amazon um and that's the thing it's uh de blasio the mayor of new york city and andrew cuomo the governor of new york you know they b both did a lot to try to make this deal go through for the benefit of the city and the state of New York, because, I mean, you don't have to look very hard to find articles talking about how New York City is basically going to go bankrupt. Yeah. You know, this is important right. stuff. And, it, yeah, it's important. You know, New York City and New York State, huge local governments there. We're talking, right. like, you know, some of the, you know, most red tape government intrusion of, uh, throughout the whole country. You know, right. the same way it is in, like, in say Illinois or California right. places like that um <laughs> so needless to say they've squandered a lot of money and they need Jeez. it you know they need more money coming in they need the biggest corporation in the world to come in and set up shop 
and in the long run pay their fair share, you know, just cause they're making mm. it easier for them to move in. It's, I, I could keep going on, but I'm just talking in circles at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I digress. Uh, one thing I wanted to correct from our first episode, I think it was our first, was uh, I brought, we were talking about AOC, and I brought up how there's another congresswoman who we should be paying more attention to because she's right. way cooler. And at the time, I couldn't remember her name, so I just want to you know, amend that and come back and let you all know that this congresswoman, her name is Mickey Sherrill, or I guess Rebecca Michelle Sherrill, and she is way cooler than AOC. First of all, she flipped her district. She's one of the reasons the Democrats are holding the House right now, right. Uh, not so much with AOC. Uh, she's an ex-Navy pilot, an ex-federal prosecutor. You know, She's got uh, degrees from the Naval Academy, the London School of Economics, and Georgetown Law, and wow. she's like the mother of four, and she's just badass, man really cool lady she's uh <laughs> how much student loan debt that she have oh who knows i didn't look that up <laughs> hey for all you know she's been on top of it. well you know she was in the navy so maybe she had to pay for her. maybe i don't know I don't. sometimes know when i see it. these people with phds and like where they get the money to do that you know you know how interesting i was listening to something thomas soul was talking about um, if you look at the numbers, this is kind of unrelated, but when it comes to PhDs, if you look at like numbers, they say that um, black people with PhDs are like earning less than like their count white counterparts with PhDs. And then if you hmm. actually look at the numbers, it's not just white people, but also like Asians. And the reason is it's the types of PhDs they're getting. Right. For some reason, uh, the majority of black people getting PhDs are getting them in things like education which right. doesn't necessarily like pan out in the, you know, labor market. Right. The same there's way only, that a PhD so in many. medicine or a PhD right. in like, you know. Right. There's only so something many. with more demand, you know. Right. There's only so many, you know, professor spots out there. This thing, you know, you can't just go to college for anything and expect to get a job right. afterward, you know. Right. It's crazy. Right. You can't study journalism for four years and then, you know, think you're going to pay off $100,000 worth of loans. Yeah. But if you get your PhD in something useful, then you're going to get employed after that right. and you'll be all right. I mean, yeah. so to speak, it doesn't change the fact that college is so crazy expensive. I mean, I'm assuming it was probably significantly cheaper for Mickey Sherrill when she went than it is now oh, for yeah. people. Yeah. Definitely. I feel like it's, it's, a lot, it's probably doubled in price since I went. I feel oh like man, that's insane! It's been ten years. Close to close to ten years. Eight, no. Eleven. Damn. I started in seven. Yeah. Oh, and while I'm on the, um, correcting myself, uh, and I brought up Thomas Sowell. I think I said in the Andrew Yang podcast. I think I said that Thomas Sowell went to Brown, and he did not. He went to Harvard for his undergrad. But I think the reason oh. I thought I was listening to something else he did, where he was talking about affirmative action. And how it's destructive. You know, he was talking about how it's, you know, if you have an African-American person who's trying to get into Harvard and affirmative action lets them get into Harvard, they're actually going to suffer academically because they didn't belong there. You know, they didn't have the merit without the affirmative action to get in. Whereas, you know, the same person could go to Brown where they would thrive and it's not even like what's wrong with brown you know what i'm saying right <laughs> it's another ivy league school right. it's just it's not harvard <clears throat> but i think that's why i got that mixed up so now that i'm done backpedaling and correcting some of the right. dumb, dumb things i said in a past podcast i can now say more dumb things in this podcast 
I wouldn't survive at Harvard. I can't even imagine. I don't even know what it's like these days. I mean, I don't I don't even know what to expect from a college these days. Like, what are they even teaching? Is is it even about education? <laughs> Did you hear about this recent scandal <coughs> about uh wealthy parents like bribing their kids into college with like fake SAT scores? It's it's like a scandal right now. Jesus. Yeah. You know, is it Big even worth scandal. the money? So what are you trying to do? You're going to pay money. Well, if you have the money and money's no problem, then you can get whatever you want. You're you're buying status. And that's all okay. it is. It's in the name, it's in the status of it, you know, uh Got But it. no, if it's not worth the money, and if money is an issue to you, you should you do something else with it. That's what I think. Right. Unless you have a specific reason to go to college. I mean, don't go to art school if you're a starving artist. Because you're going to be double starving when you get out. Right. You'll just be you broke. Know? And if you're an artist, just be an artist, you know. Uh, right. or, at least, or, you know, accept the fact that you're going into, <sighs> into debt. Um, If you're going to be an engineer, though, yeah, go to school. Because, you you know, the right kind of engineering, you'll, you'll get a job when you get out. Now, when you went to college, did you find that they were trying to help you pick a major, but they weren't trying to help you find a career? You know, I didn't spend enough time there to like get that. I only went uh I went my freshman year to Marquette University and as a freshman it was kind of a I don't know, man, I wasn't too scholarly. Yeah. I was partying a lot. I, I I declared my major off the bat. I thought I was into psychology and I I like I'm into psychology, you yeah. know. Um, but being that age, just being pretty young and having no life experience other than high school. It's like I didn't know what right. I was really doing or getting myself into. I definitely didn't belong there. It was a really expensive school, and I would have done better if I uh, went to a community college for a couple of years before right. I went into a big university. I mean, I won't say where I went, but I ended up studying economics, and I felt like, in hindsight, it just they were trying to help you pick a major, and I think they should have been trying to help me pick a career. Because if you pick the career, then you pick the major that goes along with that. They can put you on that path, and it just... And nobody told me that if you want to become an economist, you probably need to, I mean, you pretty much need to get a PhD to get to graduate school. It, yeah. So, I mean, I wasn't looking to making that kind of financial and time commitment commitment necessarily. So if I would have known that and somebody would have just, you know, given me that little piece of advice, I probably would have picked something different. Well, dang, if you, uh, what do you think you would have picked? Maybe I would have went with like finance. Yeah. You know, it's a lot more practical. Yeah, I don't know if I could have done accounting. I think it takes a kind of a certain mindset to do that. Right. Same thing with like programming. You know, yeah. It's like not everyone can do. Everything. If I'm being honest, I feel like I shouldn't have won at all. <laughs> no, seriously. No, I hear you. I'm not. You, you know, know I, I believe you. I had a dream the other night that I was in college still. And um, long story short, I wanted to drop out. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I dropped out. In your dream? Yeah. Was it a good dream? Yeah. You felt great. I felt like I made the right choice. <laughs> if only we could go back yeah. and change those things. But you know what? At least for you, you're out of the debt, right? You paid that oh, off. Oh, yeah, I paid it off. That's huge, you know. My girlfriend still got her, her debt hanging over her head, and it's definitely, you know, more than what it was worth. Although I will say this, man. I Sometimes I feel like if I, you know, I didn't get to really choose per se where i went and i felt like if i could have chosen where i went and i could have taken out a ton of loans and kind of been on my own um i would have ended up being like super successful so i think in the end of the day even if i would have taken out the loans 
I probably would have had a career and I would have paid it off, but it's kind of a what if, but you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's I don't fun. even think if it matters, it does. I don't even feel like it matters if you have a degree or not to me. It's about, you can work around it these days for sure. I, I think, think it's all about skills. I think employers are well aware of the fact that with so many people going to college, having a college degree it's is diluted. It's dilute the value of it's yeah. diluted. So, but if you you got to be like, you got to be lighting the world on fire or really creative to stand out to an employer without a degree, which doesn't mean too. you can't do it. But most people just don't have the mind right to do that. Um, going back to what you're saying with like college, like while well, they were preparing you for. They were preparing you for a diploma, not a career. Right. You know, nothing that came after that. And I kind of feel right. like, you know, maybe that's like what, that's the thing. It's what kind, you know, universities, I feel like the purpose of a university was kind of to like round you out in your view of the world, you know, and you studied humanities so you can get like a good backing of like history. Right. And it's like, I don't you know, liberal studies, you know, right. the whole concept of liberal studies is kind of that you're, you're studying everything to shape your perception of the world, but most importantly to, to refine you to someone who can write well and speak well and speak your mind and think critically. And I think it's obvious that like, we've got so far away from That's that basic happening. concept. It's all about the even, money. Well, it's about uh, money. It's more, I feel it's more of a, it's become a rite of passage in our culture. It's not about an education anymore. Yeah, you're kind of And if you look at the like, big schools with like sports, how much money they make. Oh, man. Yeah, I think it's and more they don't, of a business. And they're not paying those athletes, right? Yeah, they're not paying them, right? <laughs> Maybe in scholarship, but like... Yeah, they're making money on a scholarship, for, but... Yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah, you got... It, it's socially, there's that stigma with the person know. who doesn't go to college, you know? And I remember like, hey, I've I've been depending on who you're talking to, it's like, oh, what are you doing these days? You in school? It's like, no, I'm not in school. It's like, well, what are you doing then? You yeah. know, it's a different kind of like, what the heck are you doing? Meanwhile, right. the person who's in school, yeah, I'm going to school for this. They're oh, not... good for you. No more questions. You're doing great. You're yeah, on the and track. And then they get out and they can't pay the debt and they didn't really learn much. And... You didn't get any life experience. You, you like this insular like this college experience like what is it actually teaching you well, see i didn't live on a campus and i think that's a blessing in hindsight because i feel like you know that for some people it's just a four-year getaway yeah. and then you know or you know you're I, I do think a lot of students out there they're working really hard but this way that, that the system of the of the school it's set up is yeah you're working really hard just to pass these classes okay what do you get from that you just get credits and then the credits add up to a number, and then they give you a diploma. Right. And after all that, what do you have? You just what have, does knowledge you just even have mean? a piece of paper. Look, if you got a good memory, like I got a good memory. I mean, with the technology we have, we don't need to go to school really right. to it learn any of that stuff. You, it, this is what I think the future is going to be. We're going to look back at this and think how stupid people were. <laughs> and I think it should be set up where, you know... You know, like you go to a classroom, even in like grade school and high school, the teacher introduces the topic, right? I feel like that should happen on an online platform. And when you go to school, you should be ready to tell the teacher what you understood and what you didn't understand. So what you didn't understand can be focused on. Hmm. That's interesting. Because then all that time spent just introducing the topic, you can do that on the internet with like pre-recorded lessons by the same teacher, right? Well, you know, save there, a lot of time and I, money. I I am hopeful that there is, you know, there's a new paradigm on the horizon about higher education, and I 
from last time I heard, you know, Jordan Peterson's working on that too. That's part of what he's going to put all the money he's been getting from, you know, right. his thing. He's going to be putting it into like developing a new way, a new university. I wonder, I wonder how much money all like the big universities in the country just make off of college tuition. Well, dude, it's a racket, man. And that's why it's become what it is. It's got to be over a one and a half trillion because that's how much student loan debt is out there, right? So they already made that yeah, at least. And then you, have people, then you have people that pay out of pocket too on top of that. Yeah. So it must be a couple trillion. Well, I mean, and I'm sure you know the answer to this, but I'll just like, you know, ask it for our listeners if we have any yet <laughs> is, you know, why is college so expensive and yeah. and why has the price of college gone up like five times as much as inflation? I mean, it's so it's reasonable to assume that it's the cost is going to go up in accordance with inflation, but why is it going up so much faster than that? Right. And it's, because of guaranteed student loans. Right, that's one part of it, yeah. You and know, people usually, thinking they need it. Right, I mean, usually you take out a loan, um, you got to be good for that loan, you right. know. If I want to take out, okay, let's say, I mean, let's say you took out a $30,000 loan or more. Let's say you spend as much as it would cost to buy a house, like a starter home on college, yeah. most people do. Right. You know, you wouldn't be able to get that mortgage Right. At the age in which you took out that loan to get At 18. college because it's guaranteed by the government that you're going to get that loan for college because college is so important. Uh, yeah, it's crazy for them to wow. give these loans out to people like it's candy because it's like normally in a regular right. market, you know, a free market, like they're going to look at credit score. They're going to look at your assets, like what your income is. Like, is it viable to give someone this loan? Jeez. I mean, and and to kind of go off of that. You know, that's how the government had its hand in the subprime mortgage, you know, right. crisis. They got their hand in the mortgages and they were giving out bad housing loans. This is a thought I had the other day because, you know, a lot of people want student loan forgiveness. And I, you're going to have political candidates, especially for president. Um, you're going to hear them say things like student loan forgiveness. Somebody's going to do it. Well, they're already, I mean, well, student loan forgiveness is one thing. And yeah, I've already heard it a little bit, and it's kind of in the same vein as, you know, the free college. I mean, oh. it's not the same as free college from here on out, because it's like, okay, we could say free college from here on out, but you still got to pay the loans you have now. The next step is going to be. Right. That's a lot of money. Forgive One and a half trillion. Plus the juice on that. Man. Oh, my God. Oh. That's got to be billions of dollars, right? Just the juice? Just the interest. The juice. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Shit. for real. It's insane. It's truly astronomical. I don't like to throw words around like that, but it's true in this case. This is what I was thinking, though. I thought about this the other day. Um, so before the bailouts, all these loans were handled by different, you know, ins- you know, financial companies, right? It wasn't handled the by the department. Loans? The, no, the no, the student loans. Student loans. Yeah, they were they were done through like uh, banks. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't, and then the bailouts happened, and then they all, all those assets got transferred to the Department of Education. So oh, like when, really? Yeah, so like when I started and I was paying my loans, it was with, uh, it, I forget what the name of the company was, but they don't exist, they don't exist anymore. Yeah. Because the government bought them yeah, out. Yeah, I kind of recall that. So now, so when I paid off my loans, it's shifted from this one financial company to the Department of Education. You make the check out to Department of Education. Right. So my what I was thinking is like, what if the bailouts would have never happened and these companies would have failed? Wouldn't that have meant that the student loan debt would have defaulted and you wouldn't have had to pay it because the companies didn't exist anymore? I'm so not know, sure about that. I'm not a lawyer, but I, you know, you know what I mean. I'm not a Wall Street person, I'm not a lawyer or a banker, but that's something that crossed my mind. 
Like mm. if you would have just let it fail, yeah. you know. You know, for those listening, uh, Chris and I, we both entered college in 2007, just before yeah. shit hit the fan with yeah. the subprime mortgage crisis. And right. that, that, you know, oh God, I love how people call it like the recession. Uh, some people call it the Great Recession. Truth is, it is a lot like the Great Depression. I think it was worse. Yeah. I'm going to say it was worse. And just recently, man, I've been thinking, man, I've been looking back on my 20s and realizing just how much that the suffering of our economy, like, you know, those negative effects, man, they trickle down to our personal lives. And I've been thinking about that, too. You know, it affected my family and it affected everything. Right. And, you know. Can ruin people's lives. And it did. You know, beyond the numbers, you can't really quantify a lot of the stress and stuff that it created for people so we know college basically sucks (laughs) but what about going to school from kindergarten through 12th grade how come that's not doing better for us like how come we can't also change that to help like a high school diploma used to basically be as good as what a bachelor's degree is now right maybe like 50 years ago or 60 yeah yeah and and what has changed exactly um there's, I'm sure it's a multivariate type of thing, but at the end of the day, I can't help but like just focus on this idea that basically education's gotten worse. Well, here's the thing, man. It's like how much stuff that you learn in grade school and high school do you remember and you apply in your everyday life? I mean, I personally, feel like... I remember a lot, but a lot of it I don't apply. Right. You know? I feel like at least in grade school, this is my take on it. I feel in grade school, they should focus on you know, uh, like reading and writing, like kind of language art skills. And then you have math skills. And then the third category you should focus on is like how to learn, like how to take notes, how to find like the subject of a sentence or like that kind of I mean, basically the the building blocks to critical thinking. And then I would say like when you talk about reading, you can incorporate like science and reading. Like, you know, when you learn about like geography and, uh, stuff like that that's not involving a lot of math there's a lot of science like anatomy it doesn't involve math i I say you include that more into the reading portion of the education so there's nothing wrong with fiction but i think you can incorporate that as nonfiction into reading so you almost blend like science and reading together and you you blend um kind of the mathematical aspects of science into so you you blend parts of science and history into the reading the language Mm mm-hmm and then you you know you focus on math because the problem is a lot of kids they they don't they're not at the reading level and they're not at the math level. Yeah. It's like if you don't have that, what's the difference? Like, yeah, you're what, basically you know, illiterate. Right. I mean, because you could be you know you could be illiterate in your ability to read and write, or you're like subliterate, and then right. there's also being like mathematically literate. Which is I'll, a whole be other honest, thing. I'll be Just honest. Just even understanding you. what numbers are. When I say two twenty two trillion dollars, yeah. what does that mean to you? Right. <clears throat> I mean, I'll be honest, everything I learned in grade school was covered within like the first week of high school. And after that, I was like, uh oh. And I struggled ever since then, man. And yeah. then when I got to college, uh, I took a basic math class. And uh, the first semester was all right. And then the second one that I had to take was just hell. Yeah. You know, I was I was good at taking tests, man. To be honest with you, I slacked a lot and I usually made up for it on passing tests. Well, my thing was I didn't have the basis for it. So this stuff was coming at me pretty much brand new. 
it's not like it had been mentioned before. And I had so think about it, I was already behind a little bit in high school from not having. I mean, there were times in grade school, man, we didn't even have a math teacher. Well, and you went to a private grade school, right? I did, but it was one of those private grade schools that didn't have. You know, it was one of those ones that they talked about consolidating with other schools because they didn't have the money. Well, that's the thing, too, is that like sometimes, depending on where you are, private's better. And, and it depends on not, why. Why yeah. is it better, though? Are you saying it's better because of the academics or because you live in a bad neighborhood and the public school's worse as far as like safety goes? Or just Yeah. Like, now, I came in, we were going, okay, so we both graduated from a private Catholic high school, which you had gone to all four years. Yeah. I transferred into it. And before right. that... I had been to public schools right. and I actually, you know, I came from an area like a pretty good suburbs, good funding in the schools and everything. And I found that the academics at the private high school that we graduated from together were not superior. Really? And, and, and the resources were far. Cause honestly, like I went to a high school district, um, that had a lot of like, I'm my, like my family wasn't particularly wealthy, but there was a lot of wealth in the, in the district and they had like really great resources. Like, we had like a in school like television studio like we had like all kinds of stuff you know the the fine arts budget was insane they had some great shit and then we go to like you know this the high school that you and i graduated from i transferred there my dad wanted me to go there for prestige more than anything and like i go there and it turns out like the academics didn't suck but like you know the everything else though the resources in general were so far behind when you go to a public high school it has to be in the city that you're from right that's the whole gist think, of it i, I think, think it, it does. um i think it varies the laws on that vary from state to state i'm not i'm not positive maybe it's different with high school versus grade school but like i know just over the border here in wisconsin you can if you live like within within a, this county um you can send your kid to any grade school in the county that's what right. i've heard Right. And the laws vary from place to place. Yeah, so I don't think level. I don't think I could have even went to a wealthier high school, a public high school in a wealthier area. No, I, no. That's, I, don't I don't think yeah. that's possible. At least here. not no. in Illinois. No. Where we're at. Should yeah. we tell them we're in Illinois? Where no, we need to we need to blurt that out. This is some <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> no, we need to bleep that out. Don't worry, I'll get on it. Um but that's the way I would do it. I would blend I would spend less time on I'd put science into the reading and I'd put uh, history into the reading and cut down on the fiction and, and focus more on math. Yeah. And, I mean, and, I... The, and learning, like methods of learning. If you, so if you figure out how you learn so that when you get into the high school level, you should be able to do kind of what I mentioned earlier where you're introduced online to the material and you come into the classroom by saying, oh, I don't get this and I understand that. If you can get a kid to do that, which might not be easy, but if you can get, just get him to do that, it's like a game changer. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know? I feel like these like ideas are going to work differently across the board depending on the communities, you know? Yeah. Because, I mean, if we're going off the same basic structure across the board and it's like, okay, they suffer in the inner cities. Right. But they're doing better in, like, the suburbs, but we're trying to, like, implement the same systems. Yeah. And then you bring in charter schools or things. Or here's the other thing, man. Ideas. This is the thing about this area, too is you have a lot of people in this area, they don't give a damn about school. And they're not trying to hide it. School is a daycare for them. They don't even want to show up. And they're only going because they have to. Right. By law. So here's the thing, man. It's just like, if they don't want to sit in the classroom, they they disturb the other students. Yeah. So I say you should separate them. 
Now, a lot of people say that's wrong. But the thing is, you got a couple of people in the back of the classroom making a lot of noise, fucking dribbling a basketball. Ruining it for everybody. Yeah, yeah. And then nobody wins. So yeah. I, I say take those people that don't want to study, don't want to be in school, and I say take them out with a couple teachers, take them in groups, have them go to a mechanic shop, have them go to a fucking wood shop. Well, you know, there they right. used to be a lot more options, I the feel Comec? like, trade schools, you know? They used yeah. to, like, uh, expose kids to the trades a lot more. And that was back when not everyone was college-bound. But these days, it's like, everyone, if, you're, if you're not college-bound, you're somehow less. That's, yeah. And that's what's pushing everyone into that Let's put that it this direction. way, man. I would go to trade school. I would do it. But they say on average it costs, like, 30 to 40 grand. I haven't looked into specific programs. But it's like I already put a bunch of money into college, and I don't have the money to. Well, the thing you know, is, if you if you're good and you look, you could find hopefully like an apprenticeship, which you don't pay for. Right, you, you work actually it off. Get paid. No, yeah, you're not but, even working anything off. You're yeah. just you you accept maybe you're accepting an apprenticeship pay, or maybe maybe it's not paid, but um, right to learn but it's like you're looking at either getting paid to learn or learn it for free it also depends on what it is well that's why it's better to get you know, at it when you're young 18 yeah yeah you because just as you get older it's like it's there's, less like there's different to things too like that. welding is one thing and like a, an electrician is another thing yeah you know yeah of course um but now would you agree that like eight hours a day is unnecessary of work or school school in other countries, they're not in school for eight hours. Yeah, like how you're that, talking uh, about, like basically consolidating subjects. And yeah. In a way, cutting the fad on the subjects. It's like, yeah, I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Kid, I don't think kids, because it's like you have kids waking up early in the morning, going to school for you know roughly eight right. hours, and then they have homework when they get home. Yeah, my my uh, my girlfriend is not from the United States. I'll just say that. And uh, I told her, you know, we we're talking about what our grade schools were like, the differences, because she's from another country. And I mentioned that, you know, that our our days here consist of waking up early, going to school, being there from 8 a.m. to like 3, 3.30, and then coming home and doing homework. And she just said that's just outright cruel. Dude, that's why, I was, that's why I was such a slacker. Because when I got out of school and I had all this homework, I said, screw that. I'm free now. I'm not doing this homework. I'll Another ch- thing like, is I'll, I'll in the morning, how many, how many times did you go to grade school and high school and you didn't have an opportunity to even eat breakfast? What about a that? A lot, a lot, man. What about that? I know, I dude. There was days I'd hop on a on a public bus to go to high school, and my stomach would be empty. Oh, I dude, I remember those stomach pains well. And you know what? I kind of think, looking back, I think is it screwed up that I've been drinking coffee regularly since I was fourteen? Whoa! Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. So I would drink coffee every day. Wouldn't always eat. In wow! The I didn't know that. I don't drink coffee, but I didn't know that yeah. about you. Yeah. No, there's something wrong there. I think so. I, yeah, I think it's like that's what. So, let me break it down real quick. When well, you I have, think maybe it's that. Maybe this is the thing though. Maybe it's that early because a lot of a lot of kids had to have their parents drop them off and they got work. Sure. Yeah. That well, could so be it too. You're kind of like. Uh, you got to make it work. Sure. Like you can't have the, kids coming in. What about school buses in. though? We okay, got, we got that's those true. Things. But let me br- let me break it down like this. Okay, so you've got this system of. Uh, pre-college schooling you know it's it's mandatory right right you gotta go you can't really drop out till a certain age but by then you've gone all this time right what does it do for you what is it preparing you for now if you look at the fact that you're devoting so much time of your day to it as a student like you wake up in the morning you go all that time all these classes that are mandatory and then you have homework after that and then not to mention that a lot of people do extracurriculars which sure isn't mandatory but like 
it's a good thing usually right. yeah. now you're taking up a student's entire day essentially and what is that for it's for finishing school um it's for a gpa just just to get to that finish line and at that finish line what do you have just a piece of paper it didn't give you any like it didn't give you life experience uh like you said you may or may not retain the information that right. you got now back in the day you would go on from there to go to university to refine everything you already knew learn new things round out your view of the world learn how to think critically learn how to speak and how to write now, that's some, the opposite of what's going on yeah and i mean so, yeah. and, and some of that you need to learn before you go to college but then really you get it refined in college this is the old this is the old way because now it's not quite like that instead you're giving up all your time to no. just to get through high school just to get to the finish line. i find it infantilizing is what i'm trying to say like right. and this is my experience of it was i was always taught to be college bound so basically the point of high school was just to get through high school or to get good grades so you could get into a good college well that's what that's, i'm saying yeah, same yeah. thing it's to get through high school because you don't have to worry about life right now it's basically planned out for you. This is your schedule. You you just do it right. like a robot. And don't I don't need to get into the fact that, you know, the way school is set up is this like factory model, which is basically right. implemented way back in the day to like get people used to working in factories and that kind of scheduling and stuff. Right. Um but yeah, it's like basically you're not lending that much agency to these students. Um the idea of being entrepreneurial is like right. completely malnourished in these settings. Yeah, you're getting like not that uh, everyone's an entrepreneur, but like I think the idea of just having agency over your present and your future, I think that if you're gonna put that much work into it, into anything you do, if you're working eight hours a day at anything, you should be able to uh see it uh kind of work for you in the future as well. Right. Instead of like you get to the finish line, which is graduation day and well, you got a piece of paper that says you can go into the next step, but you know, it, it might it'll help you get a job, but you're at that point you're at square one still. You now you're working for minimum wage and then you have a bunch of people who think we should wait raise the minimum wage. How about we raise standards of education so that you can come out of high school, get a better job well, than minimum wage. What I don't understand is like the high school high school or not, I feel like it should be I feel like you should expose more people to more jobs. Like I feel like you should have more yeah, field trips to, to to meet people and see what their careers are really like. Well, hey, my uh, one of my best friends' mom, she went to what she described as a trade school. Like I've already brought it up. Um, and even when she told me about it, this was back when I was in high school. It sounded like what's that? Like, yeah. I didn't know. But basically, you choose a track. You get yeah. into high school and you choose a track, and that's gonna like help you. Oh, have that's skills. what they have, like my girlfriend. So they pick, like, their university starts way younger. I think it starts at, like, 16. Yeah, I've heard. So they pick their major when they're, like, 16, not, like, 18 or 19 or 20. Mm-hmm. So then they, right, so they're more geared. So, like, for example, you know, we come out of college, we get a bachelor's degree at 22. She had, like, a master's by the time she was, like, 22 or 23 because they start so early. Like they, 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 you choose what you do way earlier. Yeah. Like, like, even, yeah. it's supposed to be like, a, it's like a European thing. Like they're supposed to, I guess it's supposed to help identify what your talents are and then help develop that, you know? So if someone's good with languages, they become like a teacher, a translator, a linguist. I guess if someone's a musician, then you start early and you kind of tailor them toward music. 
I mean, it seems pretty clear to me that at least in this country, we, uh, we allow or possibly even encourage people to postpone maturation or like their growth as individuals, as autonomous, you know, free agents and thinkers. I feel like 30 is the new 18. Well, hey. I think there's some people that are like 28 that just are still (laughs) acting like they're just like 15. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's, I, I went through that in my twenties for sure, man. And I'll tell you like, yeah, I had to mature a lot. I think the, the best thing I did for myself was get out of my parents' house. Like that yeah. does something, you know, like go, go live. Like, cause even if I didn't, wasn't going back to school or like, you know, even if I was suffering financially at the right. very least, I was taking that step that autonomy, life autonomy, experience yeah. at the very least. And you know, you, you got to take that first step somewhere. Right. And it's it, you know what it's it's fine if you can take like this uh, cushy path, yeah. Um, throughout like you know maybe you never really quite had to worry about money. You go right into yeah. college from high school. You do fine in college. You graduate and you you majored in something useful. So you got a job afterward. That's the American dream, right? It still exists, but not for everybody. And right. usually it has to do with the choices you make. I'm gonna say something controversial, man. Uh oh. Okay, ready? Do I gotta bleep it out? No, but we should probably bleep out mentioning where we where we are. But I'm not going to. So oh, I'm gonna stop bringing that up. So um, think about high school. Think about some of the people we went to high school with. We won't name names, but I feel like in hindsight, I think a lot of these people. I don't think those people have to worry about anything financially. Yeah, I know, man. I know a few of them. That's fine. Yeah. I don't hold it against them. I just, it's just, I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just saying that I, it, it dawned on me. Like, my worries are totally different yeah. than their worries, right? Hey, man, I see it all around me, though. It's like the, the, the idea of income inequality is like, you know, there's millionaires living down the street. Yeah. You don't know it. It's fine, though. Like, yeah, it's just, you just know it, it though, when you get to know somebody. It feels like your perception of reality is very different. Well, it's... It's just, it's a truism, sort of, that, like, someone who came from nothing and and then built themselves up, made their own mm-hmm. way to become, uh, you know, wealthy right. and all that stuff, they've got a different mindset versus when they have those, that same person's going to have a kid. That is going to be the opposite. Born into, right. And, yeah, and depending on how you raise it, it's got everything to do with it. Like, I've yeah. heard, you know, like, uh, Clint Eastwood's son was on Joe Rogan's podcast and he talked about and if you can if you know who Clint Eastwood is and you could just imagine how Clint Eastwood would raise his kids he basically raised his kids like they weren't Clint Eastwood's kids right and that's got to be probably the the best thing you can do yeah for your, for your kids in a position like that like i i'm i'm certainly grateful that i didn't grow up um in that i'm grateful i did not grow up in nerfdom because <laughs> yeah, this is world. what it is and this is the you know yeah that's what it is uh how are you too comfortable do you even know what life's about i just wish the food would have been a little bit better growing up <laughs> just the food oh i can't say that my dad's a great cook always has been <laughs> yeah i probably had more cereal than anybody else i know <laughs> well now breakfast lunch and dinner i man. don't live with my dad anymore so i i rarely get his cooking but I'm not that great of a cook either, but neither is anyone else in my life. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. Uh oh. No, they know it. <laughs> oh my god. Well, hey man, that that was a good talk. I didn't even know what we were going to talk about today, but it looks like we we talked a lot about school. Yeah. You know some of the fundamental problems wrong. with yeah. schooling. 
Who's going to implement the change for that? I don't know. Well, I, you know what? The only thing that I am hopeful about right now is uh, Dr. Jordan B. Peterson, because I know he's been talking about it. It's Obviously, it's not the forefront of what everyone else wants to talk about about him, but he's, you know, he's a professor. You think he can get these classes accredited online? That's what you have to do, is get these college courses online. I think the only thing standing in his way is government bureaucracy and that could very well stand in his way but i think there's hope because if you have to if your classes are online and they're accredited and they're good you have the opportunity to learn something the classroom size could be huge because it's all online tuition could be lowered you wouldn't have to pay you wouldn't have to pay room and board you wouldn't even need brick and mortar no yeah so it's like all it, assignments can be done online, it, it submitted online. It could be basically free. Basically, essentially, free. yeah. Especially if you had a classroom, and I know when I went to college, there weren't classrooms full of three hundred people, like I guess some of these universities have. But I mean, if you did an online course, like I think I heard Peterson talking about this, you could have over a thousand students and spread the tuition cost across that, and he would make more money. The students would save a lot more money. Um, now, obviously, this this idea it's perfect for like the humanities, which is basically like reading and discussion of things. Right. Obviously, there's certain things that people go to college for that require more hands-on experience, right. and that's like true. that's fine too. Those schools can, you know, there's room for it all. Yeah, like science and stuff, like science experiments, you need to be there. Engineering and yeah. things like that, or even like my buddy who went to art school. It's like. Um, yeah, you're going to want to be like in or like if you go for music and yeah, stuff. Yeah, you have to yeah. music production. You're going to want to be in there in their facilities, you know, right. their state of the art facilities and all that stuff. And those are great. Great. I think, you know, maybe in that sense we need more specialization in colleges like Yeah. And that's the thing, a university, I guess, you know, they call it a university because it's a school that has multiple all these disciplines at once. Right. Maybe that's part of the problem, man. We don't need this huge Walmart of a school. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's well, why you it went costs to, so much. Well, you went to a university. Well, I went to a college. I went to a college, not oh, a university. Oh, it's so not it considered different. a university? No. Huh. No. Because like in a university, you you would have like a business school and like a science right. wing. Right. Right. No, I went to a college. Oh, and I believe maybe, am I, am I mistaken to say that universities can grant doctorates and stuff where... That could be it too. Colleges don't. Yes, yes. Yeah. I don't even yeah, graduate degrees, I don't think they can do that. Yeah, that's I never thought of that. I don't really. know. Maybe we'll, well if we're wrong, we'll correct ourselves next time. <laughs> anyway, I think that's it for today. Okay, thank you everyone. Thanks everyone. 